you went to a peaceful protest on January the 6th, which was not connected to the riot. That's you right. You weren't involved in that. And that was the moment when things went south. There was hundreds of articles, I think, in papers across the globe that placed me in the headlines at, you know, at the at the scene of this this crazy event, which I don't support. It, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't storm the Capitol. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. My label said we won't be working with uh, Ariel Pink anymore from here on out. I pretty much found out that way. I believe that there was an actually there was a behind the scenes there was actually a, an agreement behind the elitist the moneyed interests that basically a round table that said we will not allow any kind of positive speaking of Donald Trump. Do you think a lot of the strength that you're feeling is because you lament an America that no longer exists? Yeah, and I lament the career that no longer exists as well. But I'm just trying to explain why I think they would want to destroy someone like Donald Trump. Of course, Trump be, of course, without them because they've been brainwashed, because they don't believe in countries, because they don't believe in money, because they don't believe in borders, because they want to destroy the, they don't believe in a country. Those people should not be eligible to be president. Are you tired of using bulky old wallets, giving you a bulge where you don't want it to be? My old wallet was massive, so it brought all the ladies to the yard, which was a huge distraction and got in the way of my esteemed work on trigonometry. Ridge wallets have an incredible solution for you. This is mine, sleek, stylish, and with an industrial look to it. It can fit 12 cards with cash on the back using a clip like this one or a strap. We've got one for the whole team. I've got one, Francis has one, even our producer Anton has one, but he's from Liverpool, so he flogged his on the black market. The great thing about Ridge is that they give you a lifetime guarantee, which means if you want, you can have only one wallet for the rest of your life. Ridge are so confident in the quality of their product, they will give you 45 days to test drive their wallets. That means you can get the wallet, use it, and if you don't like it, you can return it within 45 days. Because Ridge is such great guys, they're gonna give you free worldwide shipping and returns. To take advantage of this incredible offer, go to ridge.com forward slash trigger. Hello, and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantin Kissin. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people. Our brilliant guest today is an iconic musician whose career took a dramatic turn where he attended a peaceful rally uh, in support of President Trump on January the 6th. He was not involved in the riot in the Capitol, uh, but his career took a dramatic turn. Anyway, Ariel Pink, welcome to Trigonometry. Thanks for having me. Uh, did I, I, I got your intro right. I think the facts we got in there, we're going to talk about all of that. Before we do, uh, tell our audience who may be familiar with your work, but many won't be, who are you, how are you, where you are, what has been the journey through life that leads you here to sit and talking to us about this? Uh, well, uh, I've, I have, I've, I'm an indie musician, an indie, uh, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I started in the, started in the 90s, but I started uh, in earnest professionally in 2004, and uh, I've had a, a very steady, Sort of a sense. It's just been very slow. No Billboard uh, hits or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's been a it's been a 
a blessing to be able to do what uh, what I'd love to do, and um, and I haven't had to uh, uh, sell my soul or anything like that. I mean, you're being uncharacteristically modest mm -hmm. for an American as well in that, you know, you've collaborated with some incredible people. You're described as the godfather of several genres of music. Like, you've had a pretty stellar career. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I definitely uh, uh, don't see it that way. I mean, I see it as, as a privilege to work with these people. Sure. And, and, and uh, uh, I just think of myself as being a very lucky person, which is why I was, you know, a patriot in the first place, so... Uh, if any, if I could make it in my own little way, I feel like everybody can. So, um, and you did make it, and you were doing really well. I made it enough, but I didn't make it good enough to get myself out of the mess that I found myself in. Right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so my my career was going swimmingly. Um, you know, with with the odd hiccup and uh, you know. Uh, you know, season of bad press here and there. I mean, there's been haters since the beginning. That's part and parcel of my whole appeal is sort of like just people just didn't like me since the beginning. That's perfectly fine because I wasn't made to, to I wasn't an acquired taste, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, nobody was ever, uh, you know, uh, felt uh, you were never going to make a lot of friends by by being an Arrow Pink fan, I think it's sort of like, you know, it appealed to individuals in their groups, in their friend groups, and it was always like, you know, oh, do you like that guy? Uh, you know, that's like, that's the friend, and that's the one person in the friend group who likes that, you know, and then maybe they'd see some other people that are like them at the concerts or something like that. I don't know. I, I can't, I, it's hard for me to like, you know, uh, wrap my brain around what my appeal is and, 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 and who's listening and who isn't and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of don't, like to like to even think about that. <laughs> well, whoever it is that these people who like your yeah, stuff, exactly. Irrespective of that, you had a great career. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about President Trump and and why you why you supported him and all of that. Uh, the thing that I want to get to quite quickly is you went to a peaceful protest on January the sixth, which was not connected to the riot. That's you right. You weren't involved in that. Yeah. And that was the moment when things went south. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, for me, they went south the next morning. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine. So, 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 so what happened? Tell us. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, uh, I hopped on a, a, a flight last minute with, uh, with my buddy and fellow musician, John Mouse. Um, we both wanted to go uh, show our support. There's, there's, there seemed to be a feeling that we should go. Um, because we, because uh, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for him, but, I'm, but I was definitely pro-Trump. And uh, um, why were you pro-Trump? What? Why were you pro-Trump, Ariel? Well, that's that's. A, do you want me to get there? Yeah, let's get to yeah. that in a second. Yeah. I think we yeah. should yeah, carry on. So, so, so I, so we we got there, and um, you know, nine nine a.m. on the day of the rally, which is what we were there for. Uh, it's basically like a concert, basically, like you know, with with. Uh, with queue lines and everything like that, you know, uh, at the Capitol. It was very structured. Yeah, there was, there was security there, but there was also a, a, a you know, more or less free-for-all of, you know, just basically like a gaggle of people. You know, there's 500,000 people or something like that. I don't even know how many people were there, but it looked like it was a lot. And uh, it was a very, very um, energetic, uh, not unruly uh, crowd of people, you know, mostly white, all that kind of stuff. But there's like, you know, the odd 
there's lots of people there, but I'm just giving my impressions of it. So, um, uh, but it was, a, it was, it was uh, people that were basically, um, that liked him a lot, like we needed, like I did. So uh, it was cool to see. It, what I noticed was that there weren't any, um, there weren't any like uh, uh, news vans or anything like that, or any reporters at that event, really. I mean, there were some in the, in the, uh, the bleachers where they were, kind of like you know filming him but but there was no there's no uh, journalists or anything like that you know on the scene you know kind of like you know there was no like vans on the lawn or like you know basically people like reporting on it so i thought it was i thought that was very strange and i made a mental note of it uh otherwise it just seemed like it was you know just a huge population of people it was like a lot of people there uh, that were going from the white house lawn all the way past the Washington Monument and just just in just in mass and um, that was done at around at around noon I think is, is, is when when he was done and I said you know I stuck around the entire time I got lost from John and my friends uh, Alex Lee Moyer uh, so I was basically like you know kind of like half-heartedly listening to his speech when he gave it and it was kind of like a there was like a multi-tiered event. It was like a, you know, like there was a, an opener. There was a, there was a, Donald Jr. was was performing that day too, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so was Giuliani and all this kind of stuff. And it seemed like it was like a big uh, a big rah 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 fest. You know, it was almost like you know almost uh, almost childish childishly uh, 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 jubilant in that kind of sense, uh, and. Um, and there was there was talk that people were going to go, you know, afterwards or or at some point they were going to go to the Capitol and then there was going to be some sort of like other protest at some point, which I, to me, it was like I saw the, I already came I say came to see the main show like I already saw it I can go home now I mean I, I don't need to go to a protest that's boring yeah so so um, afterward after after this ended uh, we went to the hotel uh, to meet you know sort of rendezvous with all my all the people that. I wanted to see. We were ended up in a hotel room. We took a, a few shots of us just hanging around and hanging out in the in the hotel room, and uh, and I pretty much saw them off. You know, I said I'm going to stay back, you guys. I mean, I'm just I'm gonna I'm kind of tired. I'm just my day's done. Uh, I, I can die now, happy. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, and so yeah. So then I you know I I, I quickly you know, shuffled off to bed. Uh, they went out, they came back, they woke me up. I said, how'd it go, guys? And then they're just like, oh, it's cool, it's cool. You know, some people got in or whatever. I was just like, okay, great. I didn't didn't miss anything. Thank goodness. I, I knew it was bad. <laughs> but there was, no, there was no indication that there was any kind of, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't even aware of any kind of, uh, 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 chaotic exchange or anything or anything like that was out of the ordinary the rest of the day i spent uh you know trying to hail a cab you know back to the airbnb with with john and we, we were just kind of like ended up just walking the whole way just walking through town there was no there was no uh feeling of uh of emergency or any kind of uh uh just you know chaos or anything like that on the streets it was just basically normal day so yeah so uh, so then we we went back to the uh to the airbnb and um 
you know, we didn't really, we, I can't even remember what we did. We just basically turned on the TV and just kind of like, you know, they hadn't, keep in mind, they hadn't called the, but Mike Pence hadn't called the, uh, the uh, election yet. You know, he basically hadn't called the count or whatever, or confirmed it or anything. So, so there was no reason to suspect that there was any kind of, I wouldn't have even, it occurred to me that there would be a coup because it was too early for that, you know? Uh, I thought that, that that might happen, maybe I would imagine, after something was called in, you know, against, you know, in, if, if it's- The election is called in favor of Biden and then people- Then, then would you would you imagine that, yeah, I mean, maybe if they were holding, maybe people were holding onto a chance that maybe like he wasn't gonna call it like that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't expect them to, to riot beforehand, you know? Right. Uh, so um, that night, um, I think uh, I got uh, a few tw- tweets uh, or direct DMs sent to me. And uh, it was the first stirring of what was to come, I suppose, which I didn't even understand was really the case. I mean, I guess there was like somebody that like uh, probably fancied themselves a reporter for, you know, from Italy or from Variety. I don't even know where they are, where they're from, but... But they were just like, what are you doing there? Are, you know, are you there for real? And like, I thought it was like, it was like word got out. Well, it's weird, weird as well. I didn't get one sighting on the street. And there's, there's, nobody recognized me. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was worthy of being recognized among these people. So, um, so I, I very happily just like, I said, yeah, I'm here to support the president, blah, blah, blah. Now, little did I know that that was, uh, that was, what was what had been stirring and what the, the narrative that had been sort of uh, that had sort of taken taken shape in the mainstream media and it really i think it really happened overnight really and uh was uh that this was an insurrection and that this was like a a, a disaster of the dark you know of the biggest proportions known imaginable I didn't even know that they were referring to anything that happened at the Capitol. I thought, like, you know, like I, I wouldn't have said I was, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I was there. You know, like, I mean, it was just, it, it seemed like it, it was just so leading. The, the questions were just like, why are you there? I'm like, I'm in D.C. to show my support for the president, blah, blah. It just sounded like I was just basically, like, you know, just uh, just standing, you know, like, piling. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I didn't even know until 7 a.m. the next morning, the, you know, there was hundreds of articles, I think, in papers across the globe that placed me in the headlines at, you know, at the, at the scene of this, this crazy event, which I don't support. You know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't storm the Capitol. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, but you know, I you know, and I and I feel for the people that actually just you know got got sucked into it. I mean, it doesn't take that many people to just sort of like you know do something, start something, and then a bunch of people just basically follow suit. You know, mm. so I, I feel like it's you know it's it's a shame that there's a that there that there's people that uh that have been sitting there in jail for for as long as they have uh, without any kind of uh, real trial. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so then, so uh, the next morning I was, uh, you know, uh, texting with my uh, record label and they're just like, you know, 
I'm, they're like, I'm so pissed. What are you, why didn't you tell us? And I mean, I'm just kind of like, why didn't I tell you what? What are you talking about? And they're like, you could have told us. You could have told us that you were going. And I was just like, I mean, it still wasn't clear to me what the what the whole thing was. I wasn't like listening to to the mainstream media. I was just getting my stuff together and about to leave. Arrow, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'm really interested in everything you're saying. A lot of our audience would be quite politically. Uh, they'd consume a lot of media. They'd be aware of what's going on in politics. What you're saying about this part may seem almost beyond belief that somebody oh, right. wouldn't realize how significant yeah, that right. was. It's, 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 but you are not actually that interested in politics, are you? I'm not a politically apt. No, not at all. I've never, I've never voted. Uh, this is the the only election that I ever tried to vote for. Vote in was well. I, there's two. There's, uh, there's uh, I think it was a. Uh, Nader. Mm. Ralph, Ralph Nader. Nader. I voted for him. Never voted for anybody after that. So, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then I voted in 2020. Uh, but, uh, but I didn't vote in. So you were genuinely unaware that you, you going to a Trump, even a Trump rally, would actually because forget about the quote unquote insurrection. There are a lot of people to whom attending a Trump rally for a musician would be seen as controversial. Oh, and, and I mean, but I don't hang out with those people. I mean, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean like, you know, uh, controversy. Yeah. That, that's... I'm just a little surprised that you were surprised that your label would, 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 would text you that. That's well, I, I'm surprised because not two days prior to that, like, you know, we were, we were talking, uh, I mean, these guys are people that, that know me, supported me, were, had my back. I've been pro Trump. Uh, in, I was never shy about it, uh, although I, I think people probably thought I was trolling at first. <clears throat> um, you know, and people don't take me seriously when I say anything, really. So, uh, which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but really, it was uh, you know we we had spoken not not a week prior to 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 my yeah. going there, and and they had given me the reassurance that they you know that they would never have any issue with my right, my freedom to actually you know, vote for the guy. You know, we could disagree on it and all that kind of stuff. And we, we it, was, it was totally civil. There was never any kind of like, you know, we never were at blows with each other. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in that. I was just, you know, just call me a contrarian. You know, I, I have my reasons for why I voted for him and I should be able to do that, even if I have no reason to vote for him. That's pretty much how I feel about it. I Fair enough. It. So keep going, keep so, going with the so, so, but all of a sudden they were kind of like, uh, they had they had uh, the, the the tone changed and and it was like I had done some extremely bad thing and that it was a huge misstep. Basically, they got inundated with the cancel mob and they basically were had to field it and they you know they 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 were so angry about it that they had to basically find an a, you know an outlet or they had to blame it on somebody and they think that you know that the best person to point to was me because it was, I was the headline. So obviously like I must've like, you know, tripped their wires and basically done something to, uh, to invoke the wrath. And that's, that's, you know, it was a big wrath and I, I couldn't have been more uh, unaware of it. So um, from my perspective, it was very kind of, oh, well, you guys are, you guys are low lives. 
if you if you think, I mean, why, why don't you call me? Why don't you talk about it? Why don't you ask me what's going on? What happened? You know, what happened? You know, they didn't even bother doing that. They basically were immediately down my throat, and and then and them, not just them, but my friends. Every literally everybody that I that I had in my circle who was basically you know who who knows my feelings, mind you, and they they never given me any indication that that, that politics would ever be a, a sticking point. So there's no reason for me to actually. In in my mind, there's no there's there's nothing to to you know. If people want to say like, oh, how could you not know, and how could you think that like it was okay to vote for this guy? Well, nobody that I know was ever t- telling me otherwise. Nobody was telling me that like you know our friendship was was on the on the rocks because of it. And uh, in fact, I've I had nothing but enthusiastic people that thought you know that that, that were mildly amused by it. Um, and I, for all I knew that. They felt the same way, and or not, you know. But I was, oh, I was just used to. I was happy with with the fact that, like, I was the only person in Hollywood that pretty much was outwardly pro-Trump. That thought that was pretty amusing, and, and a pretty, uh, a pretty strange. I mean, I feel like I'm like more famous for that than anything I've ever done in my career, which is odd. It's not, you know. I, I've grown up in Hollywood, and and there's always some some conservatives and some some uh there's always like you know a few republicans in, in in hollywood that you know but it didn't seem to matter in the past so so people didn't didn't have to be secretive about it and uh there was you just you just didn't know what people really who they voted for but you it really didn't matter because it's one or the other and we got along there's never a problem so for me i didn't you know i, I there was something unique about about the environment or the, the sort of the cultural climate that that was that made me want to actually vote this time. So it was obviously something that I was aware of that you know like there was just there seemed to be a very um, a psychology that was descending on people that I knew that I felt like I needed you know I needed to to do something about or like stand up in some sort of way uh, and say something about because I didn't like cancel culture. I didn't like what, what it was doing to people that I knew. Uh, and, and I didn't like the, the, the way it made everybody so feeble and almost it made everybody uh, a passive enabler by, by virtue of the fact that like nobody could do anything about it. So basically everybody just sort of folded to it. And so, and I thought that this was a very weird phenomenon because I, it seemed to me that it was almost illegal in some sort of sense. Like it, it, I'm surprised it never happened prior to that. It just seems like, you know, why didn't this come up any, at any other time in my life? And I feel like we've had protections uh, in place to, to guard against that in the past. And somehow those protections actually got like, got stamped out or ignored and are not being exploited by, by I think it's just, the, it, it's kind of, kind of too big to fail kind of mindset that's basically like taken over everything and it's taken over the legal system too. Well, I know Francis wants to ask you about Trump and all of this other stuff, but just to wrap up this part of the story, January the 7th, 2021, you wake up, you have these conversations with your label. How quickly do you then find that you basically don't have a career anymore? Uh, within 
24 hours, I, I got, uh, I saw there was a, a statement that went out on uh, Instagram that said, uh, you know, my label said, uh, um, we won't be working with uh, Ariel Pink, AKA Ariel Rosenberg anymore from here on out. So, so I, uh, I pretty much found out that way. Wow. And uh, without, without, without a phone call, without anything. And, uh, and from there, that sort of, you know, that sort of made the whole issue of whether I was, whether I was or wasn't at the insurrection a moot point because basically it confirmed it in the minds of everybody. And so that was when, you know, essentially that, that became a viral uh, uh, article in itself is like, oh, he gets dropped. And, and very quickly that uh, it sort of, it sort of gave the green light to every every troll and their mother to basically come out after me. And uh, it basically put me on the receiving end of death threats and the likes of which I've, you know, I never experienced before and, 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 and hatred that, that was just, that was unleashed. Um, of course, I, you know, it was, it was unleashed on, on members of my family. It was unleashed on, on, my, on those closest to me. Everyone that was in my circle ran for the hills. I mean, I mean, I mean, I've made new friends. I've, and uh, I have a, a wife and child now, and people know me now. Uh, she stuck by me, but, but, uh, but, but, but very few people uh, stuck by me. And it's not just a, it's not just on, uh, on uh, political lines. Like you know, I haven't really spoken that much to my buddy who I went to, uh, to the rally with so I mean he they all got scared they all I mean they didn't want to get their my stink on them I mean that's it's 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 assassination by association so that's what happens everybody's basically like you know running for cover well the guys you went to the rally with distance you set themselves from you right they didn't they, they were scared that they're they're gonna they might have a I, I mean I'm I'm guessing that this is they were scared. They were scared. They, they didn't want to have people, the FBI, out their doorstep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they. they I mean, he was actually at the thing, and arguably, arguably, he he's one of the reasons that, like, you know, that they assumed that I was there because he did a selfie or something like that and posted that, and then they saw that they they knew because of the photographs in the hotel room, they put two and two together. They assumed there was no eyewitnesses. Okay. saying that I was there. That's the thing. Okay, so so they, they just, the reporting on it basically took, everybody was basically making up these things because they needed to make them up. And, I, and this, is the, this is the feeling that I've been getting from, chiefly from the left, the, the left-wing uh, media for quite some time now. I think they still do it egregiously. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the, the right-wing Media, I'm sure Fox News does it too, but less so, I think. But uh, but there's there seems to be a they don't care about the facts anymore, and they're expecting me to like actually believe that they can actually that they they could they, they can actually be accountable for things. I mean, I mean, it would make a big it's a it's an important distinction. If I wasn't there, if I wasn't there and I wasn't attending and I wasn't part of the most, you know, the most the darkest day in the history of the United States, which is what Biden says that it was, okay? 
like, more, like since the Civil War. Don't worry about it. He's forgotten about it already. No, but everybody's, but everybody forgets it. I mean, yeah. he's 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 not forgotten about it. His, he came out like uh, the Darth Maul uh, <laughs> uh, in in the, in the latest thing, you know, saying that that MAGA extremists, you know, not not he's not even he's he's this he's 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 unifying. He's saying he's like he's like Republicans are good. Republicans are okay now, but like it's the MAGA extremists. And I mean, that's when you say that. That's what do you? What, what, what is that? What is that? Uh, what are you? What are you setting up? What do you? What do you? What do you got up down up, up your sleeve? What, what are you saying? And uh, and I've seen the smear campaign that they've done over the past. I mean, they haven't. They haven't uh, repatriated anybody. They haven't gotten on any. They haven't unified the country. He's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to unify the country, but he's only, only stigmatized and ostracized as far as I can tell. Um, you would have thought that by now my friends would have came to their senses and uh, realized that, you know, the coast is clear and maybe like, you know, they flinched or something like that. And it would came, come back and say like, sorry, we weren't there for you, blah, blah, blah. But we know that that's not the way the world works and, and there's probably a lot of shame there, which I'm... Or maybe there's just still a lot of anger from them. A lot of them probably have to like have to convince themselves that I did something to to provoke their uh, their their distance and their you know to get to make them weary of ever talking to me again. So and I know for a fact that there's certain certain people that I know that were just yeah they kind of like some of them did. You know, they had to basically do some sort of social thing. They had to go onto Twitter. And by virtue of the fact that they were associated with me and known to be associated with me, they had to, in order to, like, you know, save face or, like, to even get back in the good graces of their their circles, they had to make some sort of gesture, like, you know, like, it's so sad to see Ariel go down this path. I, I knew the drugs were... You know, where I told I, I knew that he was going down the terrible path, and the drugs have just gotten to him. He needs to go back home and take it, you know, and, and and reassess his life. And I hope this this is a wake up call for him. Ariel, why is it that um, now the very famous Hollywood actress and star Kirstie Alley passed away a couple of days ago now, and she oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, That's terrible. Yeah, and she made a point because she was a Trump supporter. And she said the words, it's fine in Hollywood to smoke meth and sleep with hookers, but it's not fine to vote for Trump. Why is that? Uh, that's, uh, that's the question. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't venture to, to, to know the answer to that. Um, it is the facts. Um, uh, yeah, why can't, uh, why is Hollywood, um, you know, uh, when, when half the country, like, you know, voted for him? In, Arguably more. Because I guess the, the question that I'm trying to get to, Ariel, is artists, they're meant to be the free thinkers. The whole purpose of art or music in many ways is to see the world through the eyes of someone who looks at the world slightly differently, who looks at the world slightly askew. You'd think that, you'd think that that was the case, but it apparently is not the case anymore. And, that's, and there was never, nobody told me. I mean, I might might have never done it if, like, I basically realized what was what was what I was risking. I didn't realize how thoroughly 
everybody. I, I underestimated how, just how enslaved my, uh, my, uh, my, my friends, my, my, my peers, my, my entire city, how everybody would just basically was, because what I think it is, is that like people just really care so much about what other people think about them now, more than they ever did before. In the past, I think they cared about it, but there wasn't a big enough, uh, uh, I don't know. I just think that like, you know, something about social media kind of probably makes people hyper aware of what they appear like to other people. And that makes the, uh, some sort of anxiety sets in and, and, and people literally will, they'd rather, you know, jump in the ocean than actually uh, risk uh, losing uh, their friend group. Hey, KK. Do you believe in spring cleaning? Yes, but only when my wife does it. In Russia, men who clean are executed for not being real men, which is correct. Well, for those men who are living in the 21st century, Manscaped has an incredible offer for you. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package for Inside this care bundle, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0, trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop <laughs> reviver toner, performance boxer brief, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your wearables might look like a couple of Boris Johnsons, treat them with respect and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. Complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The good kind, not Prince Andrew. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIGGER20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIGGER20 at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out all your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. You say that, and there were very like strong words. You said that they people were enslaved. Your friendship group were enslaved. Now I imagine that a lot of your friendship group are artists. What effect does that then have on art and the art that you are creating and the art that Hollywood creates if people are enslaved? Well, I think that's you know these are the questions that need to be asked, and and I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't. I just know that it can't be good. I don't think I would ever uh, encourage somebody to go down the path of self-expression if, uh, with in this climate. I mean, I you know, and I never thought I'd ever say that. It's I never thought that like the First Amendment was was that up for debate. I thought it was one of those uh, just uh, uh, those pillars of 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 American democracy. I just never thought it would even ever be up for question but now you hear people you know saying that like you know free speech is like you know it's uh it's a right-wing conspiracy it's a right 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 wing thing point yeah and, and as if as as if it has anything to do with partisan politics it's just like it's the first it's the first amendment every other amendment afterwards it's not like it's like down on the list not like 26 or like you know like like abortion rights like Everything flows from the First Amendment. The only way that you have a constitution is by stating that thing. And so if you throw that out, I don't understand like what you think you have after that. I mean, do we have a, do we have a republic at all? No. 
it's, 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 it's to me, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's a no brainer. I mean, I, I'm not even that political, but like, it's just, I could see, I understand like what would happen if like we started to ban things the same way that, uh, you know, other countries seem to ban things. And it seems like it's, you know, a, Freedom of speech seems to be a, a good a good way to sort of a, a sort of a good baseline for basically what you want to call it, like allowing people to say things. And I've said lots of things, <laughs> you know. And I I didn't if I had I known I never expected that those things would come back to haunt me, especially because I but I was I was definitely like you know I was taking the temperature always of of, of the free speech that I had and the the platform that I had and I was. I felt like I could be pretty, I didn't think like I had to basically uh, be honest as much as uh, uh, I allowed myself to be uh, 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 unvarnished. You mm. know, like I basically was just able to uh, free associate in many interviews and I got this, this, you know, you can look up my interviews, you can see what I've said. I never thought that those things were going to be uh, used against me later on. I mean, I, I was exercising my free speech and, uh, you know, I'm not worried about uh, people, you know, coming up to me and saying, well, you said that, you said that, you, 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 do you believe that? And it's just like, maybe I do, maybe I don't. It doesn't matter because there's free speech and I can say it. And nobody's going to deny me that because it's, there's free speech. I mean, as long as I don't do anything... But surely, Ariel, the pushback to that is, yeah, but free speech does have certain consequences. If you say something, people will never to be think, well, that's what you believe in. Therefore, you are... That, that I've, said, I've said that, like, I love the Westboro Baptist Church. Now, now, you know, I got a lot of flack for that at the time, too. I mean, it's... Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I can see, mate. That's kind of a... You know, it's... Well, a, but, I mean, but, but, I mean, people don't, don't really investigate it. They think I'm just being edgy and are just being, like, uh, provocative and... Mm. I am, but like, there's more to it than that. I mean, they are they are human beings. They have a reason for being that is is sort of like not talked about. I'm I'm. What they do is they sort of they like to tell people that they're that they're going to go to hell, but mm. they're they're telling people that don't believe in heaven or hell that they're going to go to hell, and it gets these people upset. They shouldn't be upset because they're not going to go to hell. They don't believe in it. But they are management, you know, it's a family of lawyers. They're just, these people are, they're, they're, they're provoking people to basically physically assault them. And basically seizing on that weakness, I think. I thought that's what kind of like what I liked about it was that like it was basically calling people's bluff and basically like a, anybody that basically would attack them for saying, you're going to go to hell. It's like, who cares what they're saying? If you can, if you, you know, what is the big deal? Like, I'm rubber or glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks on you. It's just words. And you need, the consequences are that people get physical. They, they, they get driven to do things. And then they think that, like, you know, and then, then these lawyers probably, like, you know, like they, their whole reason for being is basically, like, like just, just, seizing on that and I, I mean i don't think it's a very noble purpose but i think that it actually has a very american thing uh, behind it but surely were aren't words a reflection of your character ariel like for instance you you know you say that you were being provocative and you are a provocative person and i would say that you're not you're, you're a contrarian if 
I mean, yeah. world-class contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there goes the American modesty. Yeah, but so doesn't that then reflect your character? The words that you use reflect your character, like the, what you said about Westboro Baptist Church. Doesn't that reflect slightly who you are and the well, way you it, think? It reflects on who I was, uh, what I was saying at the time. Mm. Um, you could extrapolate all sorts of things, but the consequences of that should not be. You know, I could say that I did something uh, totally illegal. The fact that I didn't do that thing should make it clear of consequences, I think. I mean, I mean, like I can say, what I'm saying is that people, what's true and what isn't, and what's honest and what isn't is a very, very, it's, 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 a, it's a murky area, it's a murky yeah. area. I mean, we, we, what I'm saying is that like, we, things are not always what they seem. Don't judge a book by its cover. Look, read between the lines, and maybe I'm wrong about lots of these things. But like, all right. Well, speaking of being wrong, since Francis refuses to ask <laughs> the bloody question, I'm going to ask it. Which is, why did you support Donald Trump? You say you're not political. You say it's not something interesting. I felt, I felt like Donald Trump. I related to his, you know, all these people hating on him. I, I'd, ex I'd, I'd experienced that kind of. That kind of uh, the, that kind of media attention that that he got. I mean, he got it so much worse than I did ever. Yeah. But but I had but I know I've been involved in, in media long enough to know exactly what they do, and I'm no stranger to the the sort of uh, you know the sort of a uh, uh, lynch mob that they're like you know liable to sort of these hate campaigns that they try to do to, to, to smear somebody, you know, take somebody's words and basically like, you know, recast them as, a, as the enemy to basically make them stumble and make them like, you know, uh, 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 flinch or, or screw up or say something even more, more dumber, you know, and, and, and make themselves uh, uh, to sort of like, you know, uh, prove them right. And essentially, you know, it's, 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 it's like a, the media really likes to take, take down its, uh, its uh, subjects and it likes to bring them up and then it basically loves to take them down. And so, and it didn't really work for me, for them. I mean, with, with regards to me, I mean, the, first of all, I was never anywhere that, oh, what's to take down? I mean, I'm, I never really got anywhere. Nobody knows about me. But, 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 it, but the point is that like I, I had experienced uh, an, an intense smear campaign on me that was completely wholly out of whole cloth, you know, without any reason. Uh, uh, I, I'd experienced several of those, um, you know, and they, you know, people saying that I was a misogynist. People saying, people, yeah, referring back to the, the interview with the that I said uh, the Baptist Church that I like the Baptist Church. And that was a big deal. It's like, I mean, I, I've said something like I didn't, uh, I didn't believe in, uh, I didn't believe in gay marriage or something like that. I think it was like I didn't believe in marriage actually. Mm. <laughs> So they just thought far less controversial position. Yeah, no, exactly. Strangely enough. Yeah. But 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 but, but, but uh, so 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 these are just you know these are just things that I said. Yeah. And that's the point is that like you know people take these things way too seriously. They take what people say seriously. What's happening with Kanye right now? I mean, I, I and this is a hot topic. Is is what he's saying? Is is he an anti-Semite? I mean, is that is that what what we're talking about? It's like well, in my opinion. As somebody that's been attacked and stigmatized by the media and by and, and it, the guy's got 
he had a family. He has, he's been, he's been called crazy by everybody, by the media. He's, he has to basically redeem himself in the media's eyes. I mean, that's just gonna, you're just basically like, you know, you're just like poking at this person. He's not gonna, he just does not know. I I feel sorry for him. I mean, I I feel for the guy because I know what it feels like to basically have the world against you. Okay, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. And I'm not not excusing him. I know know you're not excusing him. And I feel sorry for him as well because I don't think he's very well mentally. Okay. And I think there are people using him. However, if you go, n- no one is poking him. He chose to go on all those podcasts. He no, chose I, to say, I, I, I like Hitler. I, I, and I, Alex I, Jones is there going, uh, well, well, you, I know you're just trying to be shocking. And and Kanye says, I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I, I think in that situation, you can't expect people not to push back against us. Surely. Well, let's, let's sue him for a trillion dollars then. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, think, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's what they did to Alex Jones. I mean, yeah, yeah. but Alex Jones defamed people who whose children were victims of. A, did he? Yes, that's what the court found. That's why he's being sued. That's why he's going to have to pay one point four billion dollars. But that is a different, separate issue. Um, the, the Kanye thing is. Uh, see, this is one of the problems with I think in, with our societies. We've got to a point where we're prepared to like people just because they're saying "fuck you" to the mainstream. Right. So this is why I was curious why you like Donald Trump, because or sorry, you, you didn't even say you like Donald Trump, why you voted for him. Mm. And the answer you gave is, well, I know what it's like to be smeared. We all do in this room. We've all been smeared. Right? I, I, I think I think I definitely. Well, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, what I what I felt was that I really. When we voted out. When we, when we didn't when we voted him in in 2016, I think that that was the. That was a memorandum. That was that was basically like a a, a, a uh, that was that, that was us saying that we didn't want that regime that had been there uh, prior. Okay? And we all thought that we were all told that the um, we were told that he had no chance of winning right. by the media. The media in and I'm talking about the right wing and the left wing was in unison and hated one person. Okay, before he ever stepped foot in the White House, and they accused him of all these things, and they really just did. It was the first time that it, it, it occurred to me that the media was actually in the pocket of a specific party, mm-hmm. and more than that, that specific party was also the other party. It was just basically controlled opposition. They were against him because he was an outsider, and and they thought that they could just basically tell you what you were gonna do. And the, the difference between, like, I think, uh, between now and then is that I think that they were, I think there was a level of wishful thinking on the part of the media and liberals at the time. Mm-hmm. They were basically tr- saying, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, because they hoped that that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, when they said he's not going to actually have another four years, they were saying, there's no way he's going to have another four years. We're not going to let it happen. And that's the impression. And they, were, they meant it, okay? What I'm saying is like they made sure that there wasn't any chance of that happening. Whereas back then, they, they, they were just saying it, hoping. And I think that that's, that's, what, that's, 
the extremism that you sense nowadays and the, the sort of the heightened, heightened tension everywhere is, is, a, is because of that. And that's the thing, that, that to me is, is what's really the difference in all this. And, um, do you go and then I go. Okay, go cool. So um, all of that makes sense to me. I personally, uh, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, neither is Francis. Neither do I care. Ha, no, that's fine. Yeah. But I agree with you entirely. And I've written a lot and talked a lot about the fact that uh, he was not treated fairly. The suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop was an outrage by the big tech companies. Uh a lot of lies were told about Donald Trump. Uh, I am not uh, at all comfortable with the fact that both sides, um, in 2016, the Democrats, they denied the, the results of the election. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton is on record saying he's an illegitimate president. So I agree with you that he was not treated fairly. And that's because of the visceral hatred that a lot of people uh, felt towards him, right? And so your your reaction to go, well, these people are all demonizing this guy. I'm going to support him. I understand. But I also think that it's quite a sad state of affairs that that is how, how we make our decisions about who to vote for. Would you agree with that? Well, you know, uh, from what I, I know it sounds, uh, it sounds, uh, it sounds kind of like, you know, just as bad, but, but I'm tending to feel like the people that get canceled these days have a, have a funny way of being really decent people and and they're being canceled almost because they're decent uh it, do you think donald trump's a decent person i'm inclined to think maybe he actually is <laughs> i wouldn't have thought so before but now that i start to see when i see winston stuff like winston people like winston getting canceled me um other people that i know um it the only thing that they seem to have in common is that they're sensible and I, and I think that, like, you know, there seems to, it seems, the canceling, you know, like, I mean, there's always been, you know, I think the right wing, <laughs> the difference is that the right wing, like, doesn't really have the power to cancel anybody. They might want they to. to. 20 they, years ago. But, 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 but even then, even then, even then. I mean, but like, they canceled Milo. Milo Yiannopoulos was canceled by the right. And Milo would say that in his own words. Well, well, that's different. What I'm saying is that they don't have, they can't cancel anybody on the left. Okay. okay. Uh. They, 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 I expect to see a bunch of people at a Marilyn Manson concert always, you know, in the parking lot, basically like, you know, uh, uh, protesting it and trying to like, you know, stop it from happening. It never happens. Okay. Because they don't have the power to do that. And I, I, but I applaud their, their, their efforts. They, they might want to cancel. I mean, I, I think everybody wants to be able to cancel. They don't have the power to. The left has the power and they use it. So they basically, in my opinion, they have a responsibility to use it wisely or to, to use it sparingly because it's an abuse of power. The, the right doesn't have the power to prevent a personality like Donald Trump to come in and on the Republican ticket because basically they are, they've been kept weak by the Democratic Party as a matter of strategy they're basically the Republicans have been toothless since since the Clinton era, and that's been their strategies. They're just sort of like you know, pull, you know, have the, have the suit come out every election season, uh, while while uh, then you have you know uh, uh, Clinton come on in our studio hall and fucking play a saxophone and basically <laughs> blow them out of the water. And I mean, they just there to make 
Democrats look good during election season. And that's, that's, that's how it feels. I mean, they're just, they don't have any charisma. They don't have any appeal. They don't really have any, uh, uh, they don't have any message, that kind of stuff. So what I, what I appreciate, I mean, and Donald Trump was a Democrat prior to, prior to this. So what I appreciate is that he wasn't as bad as they said he was, as they feared he was, and as they accused him of being before he even stepped foot in, in the White House. They never gave him a chance. He didn't destroy the country, although they want to say that he did. But he didn't. He didn't have any designs. He didn't kill people overseas. He didn't put, put, put this in war. He's not that bad as far as... I, I kind of liked, liked not, having, not being at war for four years. It was nice while it lasted. Eric, it seems to me, like listening to you, that you feel that we're being manipulated. Yes, I do. Why is that? And who, who are the people and who are the ones doing the manipulation? I think, I, you know, I'm not going to name names, but uh, it's been out in the open since, since as far as I can remember. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, is it any, is it any, you have to understand too. Like, I mean, I, I, I toured the world. I've, I've been touring the world regularly uh, like 100, 130 days a year, uh, on average, I would say, for 20 years, or for 18 years, I would say, up until, uh, yeah, a little bit before the pandemic. So I haven't toured since then. Um, but uh, so I've spent a lot of time abroad, and I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been to places that I never would have thought I would go. I've been to Ulan Batar. I don't think anybody in my city has ever gone to a long guitar. I don't think anybody in rock and roll has ever gone to a long guitar. I've been to, I've been to Moscow. I've been to St. Petersburg. I love these places. I have audiences everywhere. I feel, I feel like I need to call each one of them, all of my fans in these places and apologize for things that like my government does. And I feel it's unfair and they shouldn't have to suffer. And I feel a deep empathy for, 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 I mean, I just feel like, you know, we can be wrong sometimes, you know, we gotta just admit it. If we don't, if, if, if we just, I'm, I was, I'm pro-American, but like, I, I can't do it anymore. Man. So who, uh, come back to the manipulating point, because I think this is, I hear a lot of people saying stuff like this, but they never really explain what they mean. And you just didn't either, which okay, is Okay, okay, well, I'll, I'll say what else. I'll, I'll be more blunt about it. When I was, when I was in my, uh, you know, in the late 90s, I remember uh, uh, a guy named Bill Gates coming out and saying, you know, some of the big, the biggest uh, worry for, for humanity is, is, you know, overpopulation. And basically we need to reduce the population by such and such. Mm. And this was just something that he just said multiple times. It was, it's, I remember it like it was yesterday. Then you have the pandemic happen and he's behind the vaccine. And he's out there basically pitching the thing and saying that this is going to save lives. And I'm thinking to myself, what if it saves lives? What if it works out? What if these things actually save lives? What will happen to your prediction about what will happen to your your vision of the future, where you say that we have to like actually like reduce the population by a by a significant amount? 
I mean, this is to save humanity. To me, it seems like the whole, the whole program uh, uh, has been sort of pushed on us, the whole climate uh, stuff. And this is where I get, you know, I'm, I'm probably your, your garden variety, tinfoil hat, Q, Q, QAnon kind of style conspiracy theorist. But uh, this is out of their mouths. Why would I ever like listen to that guy for health when I know what he thinks is like, you know, the prescription for our future? When I know that basically he's already uh, said that like, you know, climate is the most important thing and yet none of our, uh, none of our, uh, uh, you know, deals across the, the world in the past 20 years have reduced any uh, carbon emissions. They've only, it's only been exacerbated and uh, this is with, I just don't understand. Um, I feel, I'm starting to feel like it's, and I feel like they're panicking because they start to realize like how, how intensely they pushed these things on us. They, they're, they, were, they were being alarmist. They're trying to basically push these things into the foreground. But like we have to, it's time out guys. We got to focus on saving the trees Saving that, you know, getting rid of these greenhouse, we need to basically reduce the population. All these things that basically, to me, seem like they were a little bit. I mean, it's just they set it up. I mean, they basically like. Who, who's the they? So we've got Bill Gates on, on the board. So Al, Al Gore, uh, the same person that basically gave us the, um, who, who pitched the internet to, and gave, gave us, you know, gave everybody, you know, said there was going to be this breakthrough and. In, in communication and, and and gave us gave everybody a, a sample taste uh, back in the day the whole world and got everybody hooked on it and 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 it seems to me like it's almost the the control that they have been able to affect in the results globally it took about twenty years but I think they've really they've honed it and they've it's meant you know they've they've been saying this is where it's going and this is where it's going. You don't have a choice. We're, AI is going to, this boogeyman that's like in the, the distance, it's, it's there. It's like, it's like well, why, well, why don't we turn it off then? I mean, why don't we turn around? I mean, like what I'm saying, like, why, why do we think that's a good thing? Is it, it AI it dictates all of our choices? Why, why is that a good thing? How is that going to work out for our country as an Americans? How does globalism, I mean, is, is that not globalism? Is the internet is global. Uh, how does, how does that not? How does not? How, is, that, is that a free speech platform? Yeah, it's pretty free speech. It's unpleasable. But then how is that not going to destroy governments worldwide? How is not gonna, that not going to interfere? How is that not? How is that not meant to interfere and destroy? I know. I hear what you're saying, but what about? I mean, it seems like this is the eternal story of humanity: is we invent technologies that break the existing order. But we, but we, and, we seem to have. A, there seems to be a predestination. That's sort of why, like, well, why do you say that? Because the, well, what's the predestination? Where wherever they say it's going, like it's inevitable. So where are we going then? What they where they say that we're going? Which is where? We're we're going to have a a a a a, a very you know uh, what they say. I guess it's, I guess it's a we're going to go. What is the great reset thing? It's like you're going to be you're going to you're not going to own anything and you're going to be happy. Uh, you're not, you know, they're the, the digital currency. They're getting rid of money. It's all, it's all been decided in advance. And I think that, like, uh, it seems. I mean, if that's not the case, then I'm wrong, you know. But it seems to be that, like, everything's been accelerated ever since 
Donald Trump got in power. Do you think Trump was an antidote to that then? Do you think he was one of the people fighting back against I that? think he was a mistake. That's just my personal opinion. If I'm wrong, then he was a plant. And either way, it's still the fault of the other side. So basically, there's still, there's still the bad guys, one way or the other. The, 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 the issue that I have with this way of thinking, Ariel, is I just don't think human beings, any human being, is that competent or that intelligent to be able to create this kind of... This kind of like conspiracy. Over- well, yeah, go, go. it's not a conspiracy though. It's it's it's. I don't think that like the people on the left are aware that they are basically colluding in these ways out of some sort of like knowledge. I, I don't think it's like an intellectual thing. I think it's it's a it's a it's they they are willing it. I think I, the, the the power of the mind manifests things, and I think that like it's it's a it's a strange thing where you have basically everybody acting a specific way. And then all of a sudden, everybody's basically acting in unison against some other party. And it's so easy to basically like turn everybody into, you know, a, a, a sort of a good faith policeman, you know, for their for their social order or whatever. But this is this is the point I'm trying to make to you is this is the entire story of humanity. It happened in the Soviet Union where I grew up. It happened in Nazi Germany. It happened No, no, of course we don't. It happened during the Salem witch trials. It happened in almost every civilization at one point or another because human beings are tribal, human beings are largely conformist, human beings are influenced by a small minority of people to believe things that aren't true. And this is this is what happens. But once you start to say, well, they have orchestrated this, this is where I struggle to see it because you're making claims that to me, because of what Francis says, just seem quite unrealistic. Like to get a bunch of people, doesn't you don't have to call it a conspiracy. Like we run trigonometry, <laughs> which is like a small YouTube channel with like 10 staff. Let me just finish this point, right? We can't get a fucking episode to go out on time. Now, we are probably not as smart as Bill Gates. I'm just saying that human- Yeah, you are. (laughs) Okay, well, that's very kind of you to say, or maybe unkind of you to say, but my point is, it's hard to get anything to, to, to be the way that somebody intended. And human beings are very complicated. And I, I agree with you that when you look out into the world and you see, like sometimes I look at the way people on the right and the left talk about certain issues, and it seems like, that you know, that NPC thing that people talk about, non-player character, where people are not thinking. They are regurgitating a line that they heard somewhere else. Like I, I just did a bunch of articles and, and um, tweet threads about the Hunter Biden lap story going like, no, no, this is a big story. Elon Musk putting out what happened is a big story. And and all the negative replies, they're literally copy-paste. Like, so, they so, say so, the same stuff and whatever. But do I believe that they got handed out that talking point at, you know, some kind of meeting with Bill Gates? Probably not. Do you know what I mean? I just do you think believe they're real, pe- real people? Most of them are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so so then so then don't you feel like it's at, that this is the most, it's, it's, it's funny that at this time, you know, not any other time prior, that at this time it's necessary to have these discussions the way that you're having them intelligently and to and, and to it's really important but it happens to be the same time when the powers that be seem to have a a new a new uh, ability to basically like shut down people at will whenever they want to. well this is well this isn't again is but, that a coincidence no 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 but hold on but again this this is 
you're not taking history into account. No, but I, I, am, years I, am, I, am, I am, I am. Okay, but I'm 500 wins. years ago, the government had way more power to shut you down than it does now. They'd rip out your tongue physically. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But you're, but you're saying that like, either we're not going anywhere, are we, are we getting somewhere? Like, you know, like, are we going, are we, we just, are we just cyclically just doomed to basically become tribal people? Yes. Because, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Then what is the point of having the First Amendment in the United States, for instance, okay? Yeah. Like, what, why has this not happened yet, okay? What I'm saying is we've gotten rid, as, as an American, and I don't know, you know, I know you guys have been, England is probably, is probably a dream in comparison to, to Russia. That said, I quite liked America. And America has been the, the sort of like, you know, for better or for worse, has been sort of like the, 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 poli- the, 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 the sort of the big dad on the scene, the big guy on the scene that basically the whole world has sort of like, you know, been sort of captive to and, and you know, basically, uh, you know, they basically molding itself to the values that we have. Yeah, there. we consume your culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you guys, you guys, and, you guys, and you guys are, you know, doomed to sort of repeat it in yes, a sense. And so, agree. So, so, well, well, you know, there seems to be some sort of uh, consensus at this moment that like that's on its way out, right? There seems to be like an understanding and an, an accepting of the idea that like the United States, they had their time and now it's time yeah. for them to take a sleep and for some other, some, they can go into slip into number two. There's got to be another number one. And if this is just cyclical, it's what happens to all empires. And that's. And, 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 and I think that that's what is being willed into existence. And Trump definitely yeah. opposed that. Yeah. Right. That's, what, that's what I. I'm. I. Yes. That yeah. makes all perfect yeah. sense to me. That's but, why. But when you start talking about they, when you start saying that this is all planned, that's where- uh, No, I don't say it's all planned. I'm saying that it's willed. What willed. I'm saying is that like, it's, 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 it's kind of like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like try, try to think of something benign or don't think of anything, clear your mind. And then all of a sudden the state, this giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man comes out because the guy thought like of the most harmless thing he could possibly think of. And it's basically trampling over the whole entire town. So- I'm so, saying, is your argument just to clarify that the that there is that there there are elites as like Al Gore, Bill Gates, these type of people? Well, and we can all agree that they're elites, and they are fit and they are willing that we move towards this different way of living with AI, where we're monitored, where we're where they, we're silenced. They've where been we're saying things. They've been saying things as if like they're basically inevitable inevitable things that are going to happen. That, you know, when you think about like, you know, when you think about these robo dogs that they're mm. going to like unleash, you yeah. know, like and, uh, to do certain things. When, when you think about digital currency, when you think about like all these things that basically like even just two years ago, you really didn't even actually hear about until two years ago. And they're just basically accelerating all this. And the people that like kind of like bark at like, you know, the prospect of these things happening, they're called, you know, like kind of like conspiracy theorists at first. But then it's basically... It starts to like basically gain traction because people just basically get exposed to it more, and they basically, knowing the psychology of people, this system basically knows exactly how to basically like just like expose people to these things and make them extremely suggestible. So basically, everybody's you know uh, nobody's really in control anymore. Basically, there's there's some other apparatus that is stripping us of our own autonomy. And in, in, in dragging us along, whether we like it or not. 
along this path. And I, I mean, I don't know what, what is responsible for that, but I don't like it. And I like, I like autonomy. I like being able to decide my, what kind of music I make. I like to be able to like say what I say. You know, I like that, 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 uh, that nothing that I've ever said has been that controversial. It's just been just kind of like, just, just playing, playing around, just fucking just saying things. Mm-hmm. It's the consequences were, have always been my butt. I mean, I basically, it's like, no, I've never heard anybody. Nothing I've said has ever made somebody do something crazy. It's always just been like, oh, Ariel really stepped in it this time. Mm. No, okay. no, this this uh, love of freedom and autonomy and wanting to push back. I mean, as Francis was saying earlier, it's the job of artists, it's the job of people like you. I, I'm on board of, with all of that. I think that that's brilliant. I, I'm just wondering why, the, and, and the reason I'm discussing this with you is I think you're very articulate mm. about it. And right. I hear this thread of thinking a lot online from people. There's a them and they are trying and they're willing and they're doing this. I'm us. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is when I say them, I mean, I'm just... I, well, no, you said Bill Gates and Al Gore. That's no, but, but, but No, it's us. It's us. It's, it's you and it's you as well. I mean, I mean the, the point is, is that like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the power to stop it from where it's going. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is, it's all of us. We all, but but the world is not has not been decided. Is not is not a, a, a foregone conclusion that it, it, we shouldn't actually take. We should we take it for granted. We think that basically these 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 authorities know what they're what's going to happen and know what they're talking about. And they talk about things, and we believe that they understand things more than we do. And I totally understand. I, Mate, you should, you should <laughs> meet some politicians. Believe me, they don't know. No, what no but, 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 but they act like they sound like they do and they talk like they do. And it's very scary because they probably do in some way. And maybe we're not appreciating it because we're basically like writing them off and calling them, you know, kind of dumb. <laughs> well, it's like, like but, but like we're the ones that are the suckers. See, okay? I'll tell it's you like, this. It's, 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 to me, it's, it's, a, it's, it's painfully obvious that like, what is happening to our culture and everything is artificial. It's not like why, a, why is organic, it obvious to you? It's because it's not organic. It's it's been it's being it's been it's very heavy-handed. What's been happening has been a steady campaign of hatred against specific one person, my, our president, by the media. It sounds to me. You know what it feels like to me? It feels like somebody that's basically trying to cover up something. That's what it is. It sounds like somebody that's trying, that feels guilty about what they did, or, or not feel guilty, but basically is somebody protests a little bit too much. It feels to me like they're trying to desperately cover up something that, that they did, that they're afraid is going to be. May I offer just a counter, yeah. counter explanation that I think is just easier to sell, right? Okay. Which is this Donald Trump broke every moral code of the progressive left. How? Right? He's obnoxious. He says things you're not supposed to say. He's politically incorrect. Uh, he is brash. He is the embodiment of a form of masculinity, which you're not supposed to have in the modern world, right? Masculinity bad, femininity good, right? Um, he he challenged the, the point that you made, which is a very good point. He challenged the idea of managed decline. This is something that Steve Bannon and Donald Trump both talked about a lot challenge the idea that America is supposed to, you know, take a nap or take a rest or whatever it was you said to go down. 
Um, and he represented both politically in terms of policy, but also, you know, dealing dealing with the the border. You're not supposed to talk about it, right? Just like in this country, you're not supposed to talk about. But why aren't you supposed to talk about that? Because the, because to those people on the left, these are subjects that are just out of the realms of the. They're China. globalists. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I totally agree. So they're not for countries. I agree. Okay, so 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 then, so then we should. What, 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 let me ask you this: Why? It's a presidential election for a country. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not voting for the ruler of the world. I'm voting for the ruler of uh, for the of president America. of the yeah, country yeah, for it. four years. Okay, okay. I get it. So, so, so I'm just trying to explain why I think they would want to destroy someone like Donald of course, Trump be, of course, without them because they've been brainwashed because they don't believe in countries because they don't believe in money because they don't believe in borders because they want to destroy the they don't believe in a country. Those people should not be eligible to be president, okay? I'm sorry, and it, it's just, it, it, people, they're against parents. They're against men uh, being, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the nuclear family, okay? They, they're, they're, that's offensive to them. That's, uh, f since when yeah. is that the case, okay? Yeah. Okay. okay, there's nothing okay, and don't, uh, he's not offensive. If you listen to what he said, you'd realize that he's a lot more Practical, sensible. I, I listen yeah. to a lot of what John, John Trump said. And I, I always, he's been, he's I've been, always been very fair. But I, I'm trying to explain to you why people on that side of the I political understand why they, because they've been because their minds are, have been corrupted and they don't really have that much agency. They don't. They're, and also they're younger. Okay, typically Democrats are younger people because they don't have much to, to, to the. They don't own very much. They got nothing to their name, so they, there's not. They want. They don't mind like living. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, eating from sardine cans and living with ten people. You know, they need each other. Obviously, that there's that they they need to get their life together. But like when you own stuff, when you're like basically when it comes down to it is I mean like what are, what are conservatives and do you think they're just like you know like like a uh, 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 rednecks with with a with a with a with a with a chip on their shoulder about uh, different races? No, do they they just basically people that basically conservatives in general. Are people that basically like have grown to uh, to 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 have a family and basically they have a, a house, they own a house, and taxes really make a big difference. Taxes make a really big difference at that point. When 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 you own a house, when you have a family to feed, it's not like like when you lived on your own and you were making a killing, working at some agency or whatever, and you just didn't have any overhead. Okay. It makes a huge difference. The taxes is like such a such an easy kind of like you can understand why people that have like a little bit more money need that need the taxes start to really really impact their ability to live when they have more expenses. And when you just when you just ignore that fact, when you when you have basically one party that's basically exploiting the the sort of the lack of. Uh, the lack of resolve, the lack, I mean, basically it, it feels just very exploitative. I mean, I mean, because, because it, it, to me, the elites are, 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 are Democrats largely by, by and large. In at the moment. Mm -hmm. they are. Yeah, yeah, at the moment. So, so, so it's, it's, it's ironic to me. Hey Francis, if you were a member of the public, would you like the opportunity to ask incredible guests like Bill Burr, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris, Adam Carolla, Brett Weinstein, John Barnes, Douglas Murray, Nigel Farage and Lionel Shriver your own questions? You bet I would. And what do you think the best way to do that would be? Uh, probably stalking mate. You'd have to corner them in the supermarket, probably run near like the sort of frozen food aisles and then just bark questions at them before they, they can escape. 
uh, not the American ones, as they have guns. And you'd have to be extra careful with the females, as that's how I got in trouble last time. Do you really imagine you're going to get Douglas Murray near the frozen food aisle? If you want to ask our incredible guest questions and have access to phenomenal behind-the-scenes content, then you have to be on our locals. That's right, for only $7 a month, you get incredible extra content, behind-the-scenes footage, giveaways, and also the chance to be part of an incredible community where you can meet and hang out with like-minded people. You get access to our American vlogs as we travel across the country interviewing our heroes. An extra 20 minutes of our viral Sam Harris episode as he discusses his approach to COVID. We're also going to start doing giveaways of exclusive trigonometry merchandise like this, a poster from our Edinburgh show signed by both of us. And also a House of Lords teddy, which you can only get in the House of Lords, signed by the one and only Baroness Fox. Locals also gives you access to an incredible online community. You can share memes, talk about the latest episode, or even make a new friend. Well, just one. Exactly, more than both of us have, really. People are now doing meetups in their city because they love locals. In fact, some people enjoy it so much, they prefer it over the show. They prefer locals to trigonometry. If I have to get them executed, I'm the one that goes to jail. Right, go to trigonometry.locals.com. Only $7 a month for all that incredible content. Trigonometry.locals.com. See you there, guys. I'm listening to you talk and your passion, Ariel. And look, I get it. Do you think part of it is the fact that you live in Los Angeles, where you are at the very, almost very epicenter of this ideology. You're 45 years old. You were there before and you suddenly saw it creep in. And not only did you see it creep in in one of the, you know, in one of the wokest places in the world, you're working in one of the wokest industries and you see more and more of your friends adopt this ideology. Well, it never was that. It wasn't that. It wasn't woke. I mean, there's only woke. Oh, oh sorry, like the progressivism or the idea, sorry, the ideology that, that you're talking about. I'm do you see, and you're more sensitive to it because you're quite literally at the center of it, plus you've, you've also described yourself as a contrarian. Do you see what I mean? I'm the most liberal person that you've ever met. I was born and raised in LA. My values are, I've met one, I don't think I've met one conservative in my entire life, okay? Like, I mean, the, the people that I am like is like the people that I was raised around are my friends. We have the same values. I mean, I mean I'm more liberal than anybody that has canceled me, okay? I mean, I know that for a fact. I mean, I'm a rock star. All I, can say. <laughs> I, 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 I was raised in LA. I don't know anything else, whether I wanted to actually, if I wanted to be, uh, if I wanted to be a, a, you know, a Puritan or, or if I wanted to be anything that, that's associated with the, with le with the right, uh, uh, I probably, uh, I wouldn't know where to start, but I've just, I'm, I'm as West Coast liberal LA as you can imagine, and it is my home. It was where I was born and raised. I don't know. I didn't come there from another small town to make it or anything like that. I'm a country bumpkin. That's all I know. Yeah. And I've never lived anywhere else. My family's there. So I never left. I am, I embody the liberal ideal, which up until five minutes ago was the liberal ideal. Now it is a woke police state that I'm basically shunned from 
and that they that 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 does not embody any of the um, any of the virtues that 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 it that it that only uh, five minutes ago it was touting. Well, it was completely illiberal. That's yeah. why we oppose yeah. it because it's illiberal. So so so, so when you say it. so when you say it, is that because I'm in LA? I don't think it matters that I'm in LA because the fact that I'm from LA is is what what did me in. And and it's not coming no, 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 from no, LA. Francis' point is you you saw the biggest transformation, right? You were living in a place where the culture changed so quickly. It's not just LA. It's so badly. Sil Silicon Valley. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so so right. what I'm saying is- so that, In so, California. So, in California. You've witnessed yeah, yeah. the Absolutely. entire transformation I of think that so. state, the United yeah. States, and of course through big tech, which comes from Silicon Valley, those values leak out onto the rest those of the world. Those values were like, sort of like, whatever happened in, in LA, sort of like a, this, there's a feeling that it would happen everywhere else in the world 10 years from now. Yes, yes. exactly. And so, so it's feel, it seems like it's on the forefront of things. And so maybe there is something about that to me that is a little bit like kind of like a, 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 a wants to sort of like, you know, ring the bell and be like, hey, wait, 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 look, this is where it's going, guys. Wait, wait, we got to turn back right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what that's. Yeah. But I guess the reason we're having this entire discussion is basically this, that I think you think because this transformation has been so dramatic and so rapid and so unnatural and so counter to your values, you're going, well, this must be somehow, you said manipulated or these people are involved. Yeah, I think it's artificial. Artificial is the word, right? And I think an equally credible and probably certainly to me much more credible thing is we've had a gigantic technological transformation, just like the invention of the printing press. Well, hold on. That, that allows for a different type of communication, which is more suited to certain ideas than others. Because this is the problem with social media. Social media naturally rewards certain types of ideas over others. And the ideas that it rewards are ideas that may sound good, but are impractical. So for example, you go on Twitter and you say, there is no difference between men and women. On Twitter, that works. <laughs> it works on Twitter because it's not real life. You can say there's no difference between men and women and there'll be a shit ton of people who agree with it because they like that idea even though it's completely untrue, right? So you have a technological transformation that leads to the propagation of certain ideas and th that does not necessarily have to be the product of a conspiratorial... Do you think that it's market demands? Uh, I, I think that, as I say, I think it is a technological shift that changes the way we consume information. Like you are a different person on Twitter than you are in real life. So am I, so is Francis, so is everybody else. But Why is that? Because the technology channels us into behaving in particular ways. It's like when you're driving your car and someone cuts you up, because you're behind the windscreen, because there's that distance, you behave in ways that, that you wouldn't behave if you were face to face. Well, it's a different medium altogether. It's a, it's not real life, it's it's, right. it's what I'm like on paper, you know, or like when you read about it. Exactly. What I'm saying is like, there's, it doesn't, it is completely, it's a different thing. It's exactly. just, it's like a piece of, but, exactly. but that's, but that's, that's the same. Listening to my music is a, is not me. You're going to get a different. What I'm saying yes. is these are different realities. But but they, what I'm saying is, I think you get. What I'm trying to say is, that might be true, but I think you're giving. You think that like cancellation and these kinds of things are driven by people's opinions, and I'm trying to tell you that I don't believe that the people's opinions are actually the driving force of any of these campaigns that basically It's happened. tribal. Yeah. It's tribal. No, they're actually, they are convincing themselves. They're the recipients. Somebody gets canceled for whatever, for such and such reason. The people that basically see the person get canceled 
need to feel that they basically have an opinion about the person being canceled. So they basically want to think that they had a hand in canceling them when in fact it's the other way around. It, they got canceled by some mechanism that is beyond anybody's awareness or control. They don't understand what it is. They're not canceling. They want to think of themselves. We want to think of ourselves as sort of having a say in this thing, but there's some other mechanism that's basically giving us our thoughts and our opinions and we are basically rationalizing it because we think that we have a say right. in this. But in isn't this, that the we don't have a say in this? But world. isn't that the opposite of what happened to you? You said yourself, you went to this rally, people conflated you going to a rally and being part of the riot, right? And then your label got a shit ton of pushback from people, and you got a shit ton of pushback. No, what happened was what, they dropped. What happened was that there was a there was articles that went out. Right. Without any confirmation, without any corroboration, without any reason, right. without any eyewitnesses. Because they were looking for a scapegoat. Right. Well, but I mean, if they do that, they usually get into lawsuits. Okay. What I'm saying is that, like, there's no ethical journalism. They what they do well, is they, bas they they basically are 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 are. It's a there's a there's a there's a board. It's got hit hit. They can hit people whoever they want. They basically turn turn their attention to this person. We don't care about the uh, the ethics or the consequences of doing this stuff. But, but Errol, this but is, no, this is this what is, I this, don't get. Like you say, there's a board, right? That means there's a room in which there's a board and then there's people who are going, let's pick on this person now. Is that, you, you think that's what happens? Well, why didn't they correct it? No, no, just you think there's a room with a board where people pick out a name and go, let's go after this guy. I think that there's, I think what there is, is there's a, uh, a wide scale, a wide scale uh, sort of like, we cannot let him win so and we have to there's a I, I believe that there was a an actual it seems very weird to me that I was the only person in Hollywood that was outwardly pro-Trump okay every single magazine every single institution unless they were like already like way right wing as far as they were concerned you know that, that, that you know like that's these people are like hopeless okay Owen uh, uh, a news, uh, whatever, whatever the other, whatever the other epoch, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Those things are are already like right wing and slanted as that. But then there's like everything else. The New York Times is like every single other. I mean, every single magazine and every single publication that could not ever. If you were, if, if you could not be pro. Make an argument. I agree. You but couldn't. You could, no, no, mean, but what does it mean? There's a room with a board in it where people. Pick there, I believe that there was an actually there was a behind the scenes there was actually a, an agreement behind the the elitist or, 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 or the moneyed interests that basically a round table that said we will not allow any kind of positive speaking of Donald Trump allowed in our institutions, in our magazines, or in anything that's, there's like a, like a, like a, the moratorium basically, like that was just like basically like you cannot do that. And it was unspoken, to, they didn't announce well, that. A room and a board is not unspoken. No, what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that there was nobody that basically pushed back against No, that. I agree with you. So there why was, is that? But, but, but that's that, groupthink, that? that's groupthink. No, it's not. It, no, it is, it happens in comedy. Yeah. Groupthink happens all the time. But hold on, hold on, we, it happens in comedy. In comedy, there's a certain way of thinking, but no one sits down in a room with a board and goes, let's go after trigonometry, let's go after this. people. I, I get it. Okay, so listen, so so in light of the groupthink, there's people, thank God there's people like me that are basically there to throw a turd into the punch bowl, okay? Sure. Uh, yeah. As long as they're, 
allowed to do that. Sure, yeah. I'm not. But I'm not allowed to do that. You are here. No, I, I've, I've said I'm, everything. I'm in you another country. I'm, I'm a man with. I'm telling you, it's not allowed in my country, and you yeah, uh, you don't appreciate. Come and live in LA, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you guys do not, you got, the whole world is free speech now, okay? The, you guys you have the say, you took that from us. We basically, I, you, everybody stands for that and they appreciate that. You don't understand what happens when the first world, when the United States loses that thing and when they cancel people because of it, okay? They would cancel people because of what they believe in, okay? When they cannot say, when they cannot vote for a president, I had, if I had known that it was illegal to vote for Donald Trump, I probably wouldn't have voted for him. But the understanding was there. No, that I, I basically, I, I was that I was not allowed to Hold do on. that. We are sympathetic to you. That's, no, what, I, that's I why we're having. This I know, conversation. I know, I know. But what I'm but, saying is, but it's, it's, this, it's, this is just. Let's just focus on the part of what you're saying that I'm very hopefully, respectfully, and gently trying to challenge, which is the idea that, and the reason that I am having this discussion with you, I, I is, do, I understand what you're saying. Though. This is something that a lot of people say, mm -hmm. and I think it's important for people who like each other as we do and who are interested in, in each other's point of view to have this part of the conversation. The fact that there's groupthink and the fact that there's conformity of views, I find as abhorrent as you do. The fact that somebody cannot vote for one of the two presidential candidates without having their life ruined is abhorrent to me. And what happened to you is atrocious, right? It should never have happened that way. The way you were treated was awful. That does not mean that there's, I'm using your words now, a round table. It does not mean that there's a room with a board on it where they pick out who to go after. It just means, in my opinion, that there are people who have a certain worldview, and I know many of these people, right? And they're not nearly as competent or capable as you'd like to think, believe <laughs> me, right? And they just have a view that there is the right way to see this, and they act accordingly. So for example, I have a friend who works at one of the major publications in this country, who I know from before I started Trigonometry, and him and I disagree very frequently. In 2016, when the Hunter Biden laptop story was published, I was tweeting saying, this is really important, this is a big story, and the cover-up is bigger than the actual story. The fact that the big tech suppressed it is the bigger. And he got really angry with me because he just wanted his guy to win. Right, And that is how these people think. That does not mean there's a room with a board, with a round table, there's some kind of cabal, there's some kind of thing. I just don't think that's the way well, that it happens. But they've also like admitted all that stuff though too. What? No. They've admitted what? Oh, you know I mean? There's that article about like, you know, like uh, uh, how, how there's that, you know, the secret story on, on how uh, the, uh, how the Democrats like, you know, like banded up with uh with uh, these uh, these different uh, groups, you know, like and they to 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 collaborate to basically yeah, I read that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, so so there's so but they didn't admit that they sit sat down in a room. Of course, these people talk to each other. We talk oh, they to each other. Yeah. We had dinner last night. I'm say, that's all I'm saying. I'm, all I'm saying is that like there was an agreement. That's all. I'm not saying that there's anything like more nefarious than that. And you said there was a board in a room, and you said there was a round table. There was a there was a Zoom call. Okay, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying, I, I don't know what you're, you're you're getting at. What I'm saying is, there was an obvious. There was like it wasn't just a, it goes beyond. Um, it goes beyond, uh, you know, determination to win uh, an election. Okay, I mean, I can give them I can give them props for like you know going far and above and doing what was necessary in order to win. Okay. I Sorry, Francis. You go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, oh, are we? Are we? Finishing no, 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 no. It's not. It's 
when when I talk, I've got a lot of empathy for the way, for the for what you talk about, Ariel. Because I see, I'll be honest with you, mate. I see a lot of myself in you. I used to think that I was the most liberal guy, and you know, I, in the old-fashioned sense, you say what you feel. You yeah, lived not, a lot. I'm not liberal anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, but you are. You are. No, no, but but we've changed words. Yeah, we've yeah, changed yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Do you think a lot of the strength that you're feeling is because? you lament an America that no longer exists. Uh, yeah, and I lament a career that no longer exists as well. I, I, I lament, uh, I'm, I mean, I've always been about, I'm not progressive at all. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm like the, the future is worse than the past. I'm like the, uh, you know, it are, all the best stuff already happened. It's hopeless basically. And uh, you got to love it while it's, you gotta love it while it's here. The moment is is the youngest you'll ever be. It's not gonna be better. You gotta appreciate what you have and hold on to it and hold on to what you love the most. That's what I believe in. I don't believe in progressive causes or anything like that. I think the whole world. I mean, we we grow up and then we die. There's the the the, the human arc of experience is a very tragic thing, and so I I believe that hope might be a. Uh, or hypervigilance in terms of like, you know, things going in a certain way is pretty, pretty naive. I think that like there's, there's probably things are just going to get worse, but we probably won't know the difference. We'll be happy uh, slaves and all that kind of stuff. But I'm here to basically to, to say, let's do the impossible and turn back. That's what I think is necessary. I don't, I don't think we should make a, ch- a virtue out of change or uh, any of those things. I think that the change is inevitable. It's like, it's not your friend. That doesn't mean you should worship it. I think the human spirit is a lot more, the fact that we can stand up straight in the mid, while the winds of change try to blow us and, and tear at us, but we stand, our spirit stands firm and straight and does the impossible, you know, against the sands of time, against the winds of change and all that kind of stuff. I think that that's what, what's amazing about humans. And I don't think it's, uh, it's about uh, us being in pods, consuming shit. And, there's, and, and history is littered with people that, uh, that have, individuals that have done things that basically have, have changed the way that we think and that uh, those things are great. I don't think that that's, uh, I think that like we've done a lot of good despite, despite the, um, the bad tidings. I think that, like you know, I think that history is like a is is weird. Like I think that there's there's been a lot of bad and and, and a sort of a the catalog of, of massacres and terrible things. But I think that we can get to a place where we where we aren't like that. And uh, I kind of think that you know we should stop over ahead. Yeah, and because what you're talking about is you worry where we're heading, but you also there's still hope there. Ariel, their hope is getting extinguished by the day, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty much gone now, and 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 I, you know, I hate to say it. I mean, I mean I'll take whatever life gives me. I'll go wherever I'm wanted, if that's China or Russia, then so be it. I mean, I I will go. I'm sure I'm not going to be. I'm going to be okay, and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll be welcome here, so I'll go wherever I'm wanted. But I, but I I don't. Uh, I didn't think it would happen in my in my lifetime. What, as, as in what would happen in your lifetime? Oh, that I would become, uh, you know, uh, seen as a, as some sort of, a, some sort of danger or harm, or that I did something wrong, and that, you know, you can just like, 
punish me and not say anything, not not be not. You know, I mean, it's like whatever. I mean, it's, nobody's at fault for whatever happened to me. It's just, it's just, I'm collateral damage. I'm basically like just like a mistake, okay? And like I get it, but there's no recourse for me, and it's not like I'd rather I'd rather almost be found guilty of something, do my time, and then get out of jail, you know, after a certain this This indefinite kind of like, you know, there's no, I mean, I don't know if I could get a job at Starbucks, okay? Like that, like that. they don't let me uh, in certain venues in LA. You know, I can't go to concerts, I can't go to restaurants. These are, this is my hometown. And there's no explanation. I mean, is that legal? Is that legal? I mean, should I, should I, no, that's no. It's not that it's not legal. That's what the people think. So, yeah, what are you going to do, Ariel? They don't feel safe with you there. Yeah. Okay. So that's. I think it's. I think it's pathetic. It is. It's a pathetic uh, thing to support. I think it's a step. Uh, it's. It's. It's once. It's pretty much the end. And not pretty much. Yeah. The end of. It's the end of the, what the old world, and now it's the beginning of the new world. I guess I'm in that limbo state where it's like semi denial. Semi mourning grief, you know, like I don't know what's going to come, but I didn't think that it was that. I didn't think it was the end. On that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> Ira, listen, man, it's been a, it's been really great to yeah. to discuss this with all. And thank you. I hope you know that, um, you know how much uh, I certainly empathize with what's happened with you, and I I, 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 li- I really like your. Particularly when you talk about cancel culture, I think you, you're making a very valid point. Like this thing you just said about, I'd rather go to jail and do my time and come out and be clean, is really gets to the core of some of the issues yeah. that we have yeah. with uh, this whole thing, which is like it's extrajudicial punishment. It's outside of the legal system. It's meant to to get around it, and the consequences are not exactly clear and no one knows, you know, when do you come back and how do you come back and do you ever get to go to, you know, your favorite restaurant or make music and and get it out. Um, But maybe it's because I'm a bit more of an optimist than you. I think this will change. Um, I think... I hope you're right. I, I think, and I also think that, you know, there's a reason that you had the successful music career that you had, which is you're a very talented musician. Um, no, and there's a reason why this happened to me, and it's the it's it's like a it, this is a, 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 a it's a cocoon, and I'm and I'm uh, going through metamorphosis. Yes, yeah. like I will blossom. Into yes, something yes, else. you will. That's exactly that's, what I was uh, going. Uh, to. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm I'm still uh, to be somebody at my age, knowing that that can happen still is is actually a very thing to be hopeful for. I just had a kid, and I'm extremely to to know that if you're, are we still filming? Yes. To know that, um, <laughs> uh, to know that uh, uh, that I that that I'm experiencing the the biggest happiness, the mo- you know this, the like I mean this is like the, this is what it's about this this um, to experience uh, the happiness that I feel at the same time while this is all happening, you know. But but to have a daughter and it's like uh, I never thought that that would. Uh, happen at, at my age so yeah. yeah it's a blessing man um, I, I've got a, a son uh, first one as well similar to, to your daughter's age six months six months uh, it's, it's incredible it's absolutely incredible which is one so of the much reasons. fun and it's also made me a more positive person as well because I now feel a responsibility to actually fight for the world that I want my children to grow up in and that's what I wanted to say is I think 
this metamorphosis that you're going through, you're going to come out of the other end, you'll see the world with a different vision and you'll be able to create more of the of the brilliant work that you've been doing to this point. So I hope so. I wish you all the best, man, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you. So if people want to find you online, Ariel, where's the best way to do that? Um, right now, uh, yeah, you can you can go to my Substack. Mm-hmm. I've got a Substack. It's called, uh, you can just go Ariel, Ariel Pink at uh, .substack.com. And you put your music out on there. Yeah. I'm using it as a repository for all sorts of unofficial recordings and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, it's just basically a, a huge dump that I'm putting on everybody, you know, and, and it's lots of people have always been, you know, lots of, it's for diehard fans as well. And, uh, but it's also for me to sort of like, a, uh, just, just to put it, put things out that I never have and to just sort of, just to sort of give back and, and shut people up to, uh, you know, about, you know, what I'm doing and stuff like that. They feel like I'm, you know, just lingering and feeling sorry for myself. I don't, that's not how I feel. I'm always making music. It's just, nobody's going to hear it, but. No, but, 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 but people go will to hear Substack yeah, yeah. and hear the music. Hear the music. Yes, and, and tell people and as well. And, if you, Ariel's a brilliant paid musician. subscription if you are so kind, but but you don't have to have one necessarily to hear lots of stuff. So, all right. Um, well, we've got one final question for you, and then we'll ask you a couple of questions from sure. our supporters uh, that only they will get to see on locals. Oh, great! So uh, the final question is always: What's the one thing we're not talking about, but we really should be? Uh. Okay, let me think about it. I should have thought about this before. Okay, um, uh, let me think that there's a the one thing that we should be talking about that we really, um, God, man, that where is my mind? I don't know. That's the, that's a good thing to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't. I that's 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 that's. Listen, man, we did a long interview, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter too much. Do you mind if we do the audience questions? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah cool. Go. Very cool. Uh, what we're gonna need to do is sign off to the camera. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ariel, thanks so much for coming on, and thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, we will be back with another brilliant interview, probably not quite like this one, but brilliant nonetheless. Uh, or a Raw Show, all of them go out at 7 p.m. UK time. And for those of you who like your trigonometry on the go, it's always available as a podcast. So take care and see you soon, guys. Has your experience with ostracism made you think less of American society? Did it prompt you to consider moving to Israel or Japan, for example? 